Hey mama, do you find yourself wishing you knew you were on the right path with your business or wanting to know how to do it all as a work at home mom and entrepreneur? If you struggle with imposter syndrome, mom guilt, or fear of failure, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Alexia, a Christian mindset coach, passionate about teaching moms how to renew their minds to find success both in business and motherhood. You can overcome the negative thoughts holding you back from fully stepping into your calling. I know what it's like to worry your business will never work, to feel mom guilt every time you work on your business, to realize your mindset is hindering you, but not knowing how to change it in a Christ-centered way. I created the Mom with a Calling podcast to teach you how to use the powerful combination of God's Word and proven mindset strategies to help you break free from negative, paralyzing thoughts and gain clarity and confidence to go where God is leading you. As you step out of the old way of thinking and into God's way, you'll find more peace, joy, and purpose. Pop in those earbuds and get ready to let God work in you so he can work through you. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Mama with the Calling podcast. I am Alexia, your host. Today, I'm bringing you another interview. This one is with a a friend of mine, Donna Edge. She is a CPA. And while I know that may not sound like super exciting to talk about taxes, I, I had a lot of questions from a lot of you about the financial side of business, about some of the tax stuff, the legal structure, etc. Now, in this episode, anything we say here is definitely not legal advice. Um, while Donna is an accountant, she is not your accountant. And so she will she will kind of talk about that more in the episode. But I did think it was valuable to bring her on to ask her some of these questions about how to look at our business from a financial standpoint. And yes, she does talk about some of the nitty gritty um, details about some of the um, things around the financial side of business and, and whatnot, at the taxes. But we also talk a lot about stewardship and how to think about your business from the standpoint that it's going to be successful. And you want to steward this well from the beginning and she gives some parameters for that. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. I hope that if you have a notebook, um, it would be good to take notes if you can, um, or just come back and listen later. But I'm also going to put the link to Donna's program down below and some of her information. She talks about some um, good resources that she has for you guys about the financial things, just just some checklists and things to help you make heads and tails of that stuff. Um, but in her program, she talks more about kind of all the, the ins and outs of everything. So I hope that this episode is helpful for you, no matter what stage of business you're in, because we can always, um, you know, improve in those areas. All right, with that, let's get into the episode with Donna Edge. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Mama with a Calling podcast. Today, I have a special guest on the show, Donna Edge. Donna has been a CPA, which she likes to call a caring, passionate accountant since 2010 and has extensive experience working with many small businesses. As a business owner herself, she understands the ups and downs that accompany entrepreneurship. That is what drives her passion to work with entrepreneurs, especially in the areas of tax and business coaching. As a tax specialist, she takes the time to explain the technical side in a way that is accessible and comprehensible. As an experienced business coach and guide, her expertise lies in alleviating overwhelm and stress for entrepreneurs. She accomplishes this by assisting them in getting organized and establishing a solid foundation in both their business and personal life. This comprehensive approach empowers entrepreneurs to optimize their potential for business growth and achieve personal success. 
In her downtime, she enjoys volunteering at her church and exploring new places with her husband in their RV. Thank you for being here today, Donna. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So to get us started here, um, can you tell us a little bit more? I know we kind of said, but a little bit more of what you do and how God led you to start helping entrepreneurs in this way. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, So I started out going to college and wanting to be an engineer because I like numbers. And I learned real quickly that those were not the kind of numbers I like. And so I ended up jumping into the College of Business and took a basic accounting class and found out those are the numbers that I prefer. So God took me on this path before I even became a Christian. And it's neat to look back now and see how he weaved things into my life before I became a Christian to prepare me for my walk with him and helping entrepreneurs. So I got an accounting degree. I sat for the exam right out of college and I bombed it. I wasn't prepared and said I would never do it again. So I did work in bookkeeping and did a little bit of taxes for other people. And then I became a stay-at-home mom for 10 years. And um, during that time, um, I just focused on, you know, raising our two kids. And then um, when our youngest started kindergarten, I wanted to do something just to kind of bring in a little extra money, but I didn't want to go work for anybody. So I just started bookkeeping because that's what I knew. And the way God works... (laughs) Uh, my husband said something about being the CPA and I was like, uh, no, I don't want to do that because I said I would never do it again. And then God started planting that seed and I knew rules had changed for being a CPA and I had a bachelor's degree in accounting. But at this point, this is about 14 years after graduating from college and the rules had changed. And you had to have the equivalent of a master's degree. So I knew I didn't want to go back to school and I didn't want to um, pay for school. And my husband's like, well, why don't you see if your grandfathered in? And so I um, decided, I was like, okay, I'll call. So I called the State Board of Accounting and I told him I graduated and uh, give my age away <laughs> in 1995 with my accounting degree. And, and this at this point, it's 2014. And uh, I'm sorry, 2009. And they, I said, am I grandfathered in? And they said, no. And I thought to myself, yay, I have my excuse. I don't have to do this. And then they said, unless you took the CPA exam back then. And I was like, I did. They said, then you're grandfathered in if you can provide the documentation from the state board that you took it. I didn't have to pass it. I just had to have taken it. And so all that time, even though I wasn't a Christian back then, God was already preparing me for it. And so I was like, yeah, I can provide it. And so I had no excuse at that time. And, you know, grand, I've been out of school for 14, um, 14 years at this point, and I had to relearn everything. But by the grace of God, I, I got through the exams because it's one of the most hardest exams you can take. It's eight, 16 hours long, over four parts, and um, the pass rate's 45 to 50%. So it was one of my greatest accomplishments, and I could not have done it without the Lord and with the help and support of my family and my church and my friends. And so, and then this is like the icing on the cake. So my license date is April 28, 2010, which is also my 38th birthday. So only God could have planned it for that date, because now when I look up at my license and I see that date, if I'm frustrated or overwhelmed, I'm just reminded that I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And then just through owning my own company, I've just learned so much. And I like to read. So I've learned a lot through that. I like to go to conferences and seminars and learn and learn. 
So just through all of that, it's prepared me to be in this place that I am now to help other entrepreneurs to grow their business in a way that's sustainable and doesn't overwhelm them. So that's kind of how I got to where I am now. And I'm so excited about this season. Um, God's just really just shown me he's there and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I love looking back and seeing how God's been working in our story like that. Um, what, what specifically like, cause you could just be a CPA. You could just have your own accounting firm. What along the way had you going? I want to help other people in this area, in the finances in setting up their business. Like what, what got, how did God lead you to do that specifically? A couple of different things. Um, another part of our story is when we first got married, um, we ended up with a lot of credit card debt, $50,000 because we didn't plan um, when we had our first child for me to be a stay-at-home mom. And so we, we knew that's what we we're going to do, but we didn't plan financially. So, so when we got to our breaking point with that debt, I started reading up on personal finance. And so through that, I've always had a desire to help other people. And then through my own challenges as a business owner, it's how I've realized I just really want to help people. My mother was a helper. She loved to help other people. And so I, I saw that in her and I saw that's how I want to be. And so this is just the avenue that I have. And of course, I've had my own personal experience to be able to. And and just the the feedback I get from people. I, you know, when you are good at something, you just kind of, sometimes you can take for granted that everybody else knows what you know, mm-hmm. but they don't. And so God reminds me of that. And so I'm just some simple little thing that I teach a, a, an entrepreneur is just like can be gold to them. And so just the fact that I'm helping to simplify their life and helping them to understand things in a way that nobody else has ever taken the time to them. It just, it brings me joy to know that I'm able to be a blessing to them and to help them. And so I just want to be able to, to share that with as many people as possible. And that's why I was excited to be on your podcast because I'm like, this gives me another opportunity to reach more people and tell them it doesn't have to be that way. I get clients all the time that have had CPAs that they just either talk down to them. They don't take time to explain things to them. And I can't help myself. It's just the way the Lord made me. I, you know, if you ask me a question, I'm not going to give you a simple yes, no. It's going to be why it's that way. And this is what you need to do moving forward. And it's just kind of ingrained in me. It's the way God created me to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, I love that. It's like, you're looking for this opportunity, this way that you can give back um, the way that you can help other people. Um, But also, like you said, like our own challenges, like God will use the things that were hard for us. And as we work through those and to be able to help others. So, um, you know, I wanted to bring you onto the show. I asked you to come on to talk about finances as a business owner, because I've had multiple clients express that they, they really aren't sure how to manage their finances as a business owner. And sometimes, honestly, they're not even thinking of it like a business at really like in that way, like they already have a hard enough time thinking of it as a business period, but then thinking about the money coming in that way, like how much to pay themselves or how much to keep in the business to have it grow, stuff like that. So can you provide some general guidance? I know it's very specific to each person probably, but um, some general guidance to just kind of help new business owners 
navigate this financial side of things? How should they think about it? How should they approach it? No, that's very good. There is so much to know about owning a business. And like you said, when people start a business, sometimes it starts as a hobby because it's what they enjoy doing. I mean, mm-hmm. um, there's a book, a series of books um, called The E-Myth and they have several different ones, some are specific to industries and everything. And they talk about when you start your business, you're considered a technician because you're doing all the work in the business. You're doing what you love. Like me, I enjoy doing taxes. I know I'm not normal, but you know, I enjoy that kind of work and bookkeeping and whatnot. And, but there's so much more to owning the business than that side of it. There's, there's, um, like you said, the, the tax side of it, there's the, um, planning, productivity, the hiring when you grow. And there's so many moving parts. And then now we're hearing so much more about just the self-care and the mindset as well as a big part of owning a business. And so the challenge is like, okay, what do I focus on? And so I like to just kind of keep it simple in the beginning when you're starting a business. And I have like the, a it's like a checklist of things that I um, go over with clients when they're starting a business. And one of them is like your tax structure. A lot of people, they hear these terms thrown out there like partnerships, S-corps, LLC. What does all that mean? And so I take the time and explain to them that, you know, a lot of people start a business as a DBA and that's just a sole, another name for a sole proprietor. And then now they have this option to be an LLC. And so I like to explain that, you know, an LLC is, a designation that you file with the state that you're in and it's not formed with the IRS. It's just a straight uh, state um, structure. And so it's, it's kind of new in the sense, I mean, I mean, look back on 50 years, it's newer within the last 10, 15 years. And so when the LLC designation became, um, came around, the IRS had to decide how they were going to tax you. And so an LLC is a nice middle ground between being a DBA and actual a corporation. And it provides you with, um, for one, it provides you with some liability protection. Of course, I'm not an attorney. This is a generalization, but it's very well known that that's why it's called a limited liability company. Um, but it provides you with that little extra layer of protection. Um, it also makes you look more professional because you actually have a business name and everything. And it gives you flexibility on your tax how you report your taxes. So by default, if you're the only owner of the LLC, you are still taxed like a sole proprietor. So, and that means that you file your business income and expenses on your 1040 tax return as a Schedule C. Well, that's a great way to start out. So I tell clients all the time, don't even do a DBA, go straight into an LLC. And that's because when you get the LLC, you also get an EIN number, which is your business identification number for the IRS. And if you already have that set up, it allows you later to make different um, choices as far as how you're going to be taxed without having to change your business name, bank bank accounts, and all that stuff. So it's best just to go straight into an LLC. And of course, you're going to want to talk it over with your CPA, but this conversation is going to give you the ability and the knowledge to have a good conversation with that person. So by default, as the only owner, you are taxed still as a sole proprietor as just filing the Schedule C on your 1040 tax return. Um, later, as you're growing your business and you start making more money, there comes a point where you want to be able to choose to be taxed as an S-corporation. 
And the nice thing is you just have to file a document with the IRS. And there's more involved in it, but at least I want my main point here is so you know that that is an option as you're growing your business and you can have that conversation with your CPA and find out at what point is the best point for you to make that election. Um, it generally has to do with revenue and um, your profit. So I generally recommend when your profit, which is your income minus your expenses, gets to be about, um, right now it stands about $70,000. That's when you need to start having that conversation with your CPA about being an S-Corp. And because it ends up saving you in taxes. And that's the main goal. We're trying to save taxes without raising red flags with the IRS. So, um, so that's the whole goal. And so that is a big option that you have to help. And there's more involved in it. But again, I, this is to let you know that you have these options so that you can have these informed decisions with your CPA. So that's the first thing I talk to clients about. And then I also talk to them about their deductions. A lot of people are not aware of what kind of deductions they can take. So I provide them with a cheat sheet, I call it, of all these different kinds of deductions they can take. And it spells out what they are. It's not all inclusive because, you know, they're mm -hmm. just most, um, they cover a large variety and a lot of industries and whatnot. But, um, and you can also, I have that available on my um, website under free, free resources and whatnot. But it's just something in front of you, you can kind of go through and say, oh, I didn't think about that, you know. Um, and then I like to talk to them about how to pay their taxes. Because that's a big one. You know, a lot of people are so afraid of failing in their business that they're caught off guard when they start growing. And so I get clients and they're like, you know, oh, wow, I just made a lot of money and they have this big tax bill. So I like to talk about the estimated taxes. So when you work for somebody else, obviously they take out taxes from your paycheck. When you work for yourself, you don't have that. So the IRS likes you to pay estimated taxes every quarter. and um, that way you're paying in to build up a deposit against your tax liability when you file your taxes and it helps take the pressure off you so you don't get a big tax bill and helps you budget your money better. So I like to discuss that with clients so that they're prepared for that and make those payments on time. And I talk about how to make the payments and whatnot. Um, and then I also talk to them about how to pay themselves because a lot of people are like, or do I need to do a paycheck? Do I take taxes out? When you're a sole proprietor or an LLC that's treated as a sole proprietor, it's as simple as transferring money from your business account to your personal account. So there's no taxes withheld because the IRS taxes your profit, not your distribution. Um, your distributions that you make from the business to your um, personal are not separately taxed and they're not a deduction on, the, on your return. You're, they strictly look at your profit. And this, again, is all related to being a Schedule C filer as a um, single member LLC. So as you grow or if you add a partner to your business, then th that shifts things and how you're taxed and whatnot. So, again, that's at a point where you need to definitely get with a CPA and an attorney if you do get a business partner because you'll want to have a good operating agreement if you form mm -hmm. a partnership with somebody. And then talk to the CPA to discuss how all that's treated tax-wise. And there's so many things you, I could go deeper into, but obviously, you know, that's not what the point of this. I just want people to be aware of what they need to be looking at. And then I talk to them about, you know, their state filing requirements, sales tax. Um, certain states have filing requirements um, and, you know, as for their business. So I like to inform them of what those requirements are. And of course, with that being different states, I'm in Texas, so I'm more familiar with that side of it. 
but it's very easy, easy for me to find the information for other states. So I still do taxes and whatnot for other people. So those are kind of, and then we talk a little bit about the insurance that you need to consider having. Um, and we talk about retirement options because you still need to be thinking long-term as well. And so we mm -hmm. cover the, um, some of the options you have for investing in your retirement for your business mm -hmm. and for yourself and for your family as a whole your, and whatnot. So those are like what I call my foundation. I actually teach a class on that called Business Foundation Consultation. Um, I, I do it as a one-on-one or I'm started to offer it online every month as a, a class where we take the time and we go through all this stuff in more detail. So you have a better understanding and I provide all the cheat sheets for you and everything. And um, I do it now virtual because it just makes it accessible to way more people and it's easier and more convenient. So <laughs> that's the world we live in now. <laughs> and so, and then, and then from there, I am creating my own coaching program to take it way deeper to cover so many more things such as mindset, your legacy, um, systems and processes and productivity and go deeper into the insurance and the taxes and understanding your tax return, understanding your financial statements. And, um, and it's not a super deep dive, but it's enough to prepare you because my ultimate mm -hmm. goal with that program is going to be to, like you mentioned in my intro, is to help entrepreneurs get that, get organized and build a solid foundation so that when that growth happens, it's so much easier instead of trying to wing it. So many entrepreneurs wing it. And I was one of them when my, in my first business that I had, I was winging it. And so I learned a lot not, of what not to do. And so I'm taking all those experiences and experience with working with hundreds of other business owners and coaching and all that pulled together is where I'm getting my information and how I'm creating this program. And I'm really excited about it. The more I work on it, the more excited I get because I just realized how much this program is going to help people? I coach people through the SBA Thrive program right now. And these are, you know, companies or CEOs of companies with over $250,000 of gross revenue up to 5 million. And they're just now getting this information and how much more valuable. They're already in the throes of their business and they're having to kind of stop and start applying all this stuff. And I'm like, how much better if we could get it into people's lives and into their business in the earlier stages of their business? So ultimately, that's that's the big plan I have is to reach more people in the early stages of their business with this information that's going to help them grow and scale the business way more, you know, make it more sustainable. So hopefully mm -hmm. that answered your question. <laughs> and it's a lot yeah. of information. <laughs> yeah, and, and it is, but it's important information. But I also think that, um, <coughs> excuse me, like one of the things I'm thinking is, that for so many people there is like this there's this mindset shift that's probably got to happen and definitely a block because in the beginning they're going to think like that stuff doesn't apply to me and there's also the other side of it where it's to to put those things in place and to think that all of that stuff matters in the beginning they have to believe that this business is going to actually make money. They have to believe that they're going to ever get there. And so as I'm listening, I'm just thinking, like, that's a big leap when you're not making any money or when you just have an idea, you know, in the beginning. And so can you talk about a little bit, like, what, like, is there, you know, I guess, like, why it matters to start 
is it like really early, like from day one, like if you're going to be a business, let's do this or give yourself some time. Like, what would you suggest? Um, I don't know. You can't give like advice, advice, but just like right. in general, just what you've seen. Um, what's better good, in the long term? Yeah. No, that's a great question. And it really, it's not like right from the beginning. I'm, you know, more the programs and what they need to know with all of the additional information. Now that the first few things I went over that I do like on the business foundation consultation and class, you definitely need that for, from the beginning. That one is, it's not, it's an hour and a half long. That information is vital for you just to get a good head and reduce stress in your life. The longer program is a little bit further in, you know, with, when you start, start to make some money, you realize at that point, when you do start making money, okay, I need to really be thinking about these things. So that takes care of two things. It's getting you prepared. And then you have the money to invest in yourself um, and your business to prepare yourself for the growth. Um, and when you were at, at, talking about that, my word that popped in my head, stewardship, because we're here for a reason and you have this business for a reason. God's put this on your heart. And so you have responsibility to be the best business that you can be. And that's what all this is about. It's being a good steward of your business. And this is a process that will help you be the best steward that you can be of your business. And as you grow in your business, it puts you in a better position to help other people how the Lord leads, whether it's financially or just giving up your time and just helping other business owners. Because let's face it, if you're not if you get something for free, you're not going to be as invested in it as if you pay for it. Mm-hmm. And so as you, you have to remind yourself as a business owner, that's a whole nother thing I talk about in the program is, you know, you, you're worth what you're charging. And that's a mindset thing. You've got to know that what you offer is valuable and it's okay to make money. What's not okay is not being a good steward of that money. And so it really all comes back to being steward. And that's where I, why God has been working with me over this past year, because I've had this idea in my head, but I didn't understand how it was going to come to fruition, what it really meant, what was it I was really offering, what was the end result for people that go through the program. And then I've been working with a business coach and through her program, I have been able to see what the end result looks like and how it's going to be beneficial to people. And that the word stewardship just kept popping up throughout, you know, my development. And I'm still developing the program, um, but that word just kept popping up. And it's about being a good steward of, um, and that's that's where that whole mindset. And if you have that business, you need to be a good steward of it. And this will help you be the best steward. So that's really the mindset that, that you talked about. So, I mean, I know you, that's what you deal with as a coach's mindset. So how would, I'm going to kind of throw it back on you. How do you see it as, um, you know, what people's mindset connect the two with the, yeah, you know, no, I think, I mean, I think that is, that is true. And it's, it's really important. What I'm just kind of feeling for it is that we have to shift our mindset around like I was saying around believing that your business is going to be successful and like you said you know thinking of it as stewarding what God is giving you and um you know because I think in the beginning it can look like a whole bunch of numbers a whole bunch of cost a whole bunch of whatever and there is 
this belief and, and it's a, it's real like with online business where you can kind of start a business with a lot of I mean, a lot less input right. uh you know financial input than a brick and mortar but some of these things you know some people are just quick to kind of dismiss them but um as as like things that they need to worry about but what i'm hearing you say is that these are important things from the beginning and it's like you're you're kind of i guess i don't know the visual i'm getting is like not quite so dramatic I guess but like building on like a strong foundation versus like sand it's like you're laying down these pieces saying I'm not a successful business yet but I know I'm gonna be because God gave me this and I'm gonna steward it well from the beginning and so I'm gonna become that LLC I'm gonna have these things in place um as soon as I can you know just again like you're saying to be a good steward of the business so I think that just requires I think it scares a lot of people you know the taxes feel overwhelming and I would say that a lot of a lot of us don't think like they may not even know a CPA is the person they need to contact but um you know finding a CPA that can help you navigate I don't know are there like specialists like do you if you're looking for a CPA is it important to find like a lot of people listen to this podcast are online business but there's quite a few that aren't I have people that are photographer, have photography businesses or brick and mortar, other accountants, they probably know what to do. But if if you have um, a business that like, I don't know, is it important to find a specialist, a specialist kind of CPA that focuses on your type of business? That is definitely an option. And there are definitely benefits to that. So, but they're harder to find. Right. There's been a shortage of CPAs over the years. There's less and less um, people getting their CPAs because of the the tax season. People don't want the stress of working 80 hours during the week during tax season. Mm-hmm. And and I get that because I was that person. And and now with my new firm, I'm building a better model where we don't have to work 80 hours a week. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I actually have, um, there's a lot of questions and I actually um, have a, a list of questions to ask when you're interviewing CPAs. Oh, okay. So um, I can I'm going to add that to my resources. And I know that seems contradictory to why would you offer that? Don't you want people to come to you? No, what I want is you to be with the person that's the best match for you. You know, it's mm-hmm. being having a CPA is building a relationship with them and a bookkeeper. You know, you want to have a good relationship because you're going to hopefully be interacting with them, you know, on a regular basis and have a good open relationship with them. So you've got to interview several people to make sure you get the right fit. Um, Mm -hmm. and I've had people, it just, it wasn't a good fit, you know, and I can get along just about anybody, but just sometimes it's just not the best fit. Um, and you had talked about, um, one of the things I like to look at my program as is a roadmap and, and it's your guide to get you to that next level in your business. And you'll know when you're ready for the, to, to hop onto that roadmap, so to speak. And the roadmap because that's the other vision that God's kind of like given me of my program. It's like, it does, it's a roadmap. And so that as you, even if you want to complete the program, you have this roadmap to keep following. And if you get off track, all you have to do is look back at your roadmap and say, okay, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what, how I can fix it. So you have a guide to get you through to the end of your business, whatever that may be. And, and I'm, like I said, that's something recent that I've, um, seeing God kind of put on my heart about making this program because it's not just going to end after, let's say it's six months long. It's going to be a tool that you use and help you 
through the whole um, journey of entrepreneurship. And we even talk about the end result. Where do you want to be? What do you want to do with your business? A lot of entrepreneurs don't think about that when they're starting out. And we actually, that's one of the first things we talk about. You've got to, if you, you don't, you're going to go everywhere if you don't designate where you want to go. And so this or whole roadmap, keep, yeah, this whole roadmap will keep you in line and focused on where you want to be. And it's fluid because God will change. Believe me, God changes our paths. <laughs> so you also got to keep that in mind. He has done that so many times. Um, and just l- I encourage new business owners. And I say new can be anywhere from startup to a couple of years. You know, it's not just startups. New business owners still in the first few years, it's still all new to them. Um, seek out mentors that have been there. And that's part of, you know, going back to the mindset is you'll, you'll hear people say that have been through entrepreneurship. This is what I wish I would have done. I wish I had a better foundation. I wish I would have known about this. I wish I would have known about that. And listen to that and take advantage of knowing that in the early stages of your business. And yeah, you may not think you're going to grow, but if God's in it, you know, (laughs) you better be prepared is all I'm going to (laughs) say. And if he's not in it, then he's going to direct you on the path to get you where you need to be. Yeah. I just keep thinking, I mean, it is true. Like reading the E-Myth or just like, because in the E-Myth, he talks about how the person kind of, steps into their business and they're just trying to do the thing they love right and they're not realizing they have to do all these other things but um yeah I think having it's almost like just taking that step and saying like I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to a CPA it's it's because if you if we had if I had a brick and mortar um business I you would you would know that's what you needed to do like you would know that was part of owning a business and there's also just a different feel for um, owning a business when you have, it's like, if again, if we had like a brick and mortar, we would take on like this ownership of, I have a business, I am doing this thing. And I have, I have revenue. Like you, you would see everything differently, but when we right. do online and I've just been, I've been trying to go against this narrative because I, I think that there is this narrative online where it's kind of like, just show up and talk about whatever you like. And ta-da, you have a business. And it's like, you won the lottery or something like a golden ticket. And it's like, it has to be intentional. Even those people who are saying those things, they at some point had to decide to charge. They at some point had to decide to market. Like it's not an accident. And so I just want the listeners to, you know, I don't know, like embrace that, that you, they have a business, like you have a business. And even if you don't, a lot of people will say like, when it makes money, then I'll believe it's a business. It's not going to make money until you decide it's a business because until you start charging things like it's that belief first. And we're so, you know, stuck in our Western ways, I think, of needing to see like the proof before we believe it. And it's like, that's not faith. (laughs) And not only that, but like, you know, like I said, if God's put this desire on your heart to have this business, then it's like you said, assuming that if God's in it, it's going to be successful. And I think it is weird when we're one in the same with our business. It's like, especially as coaches, um, it often feels like I'm selling my time versus like, you know, other things feel more tangible. A teacher or something, you, it's a job you can do. You have an accounting right. firm, like you understand that people are paying you for this service. Um, and and one of the things I started to do to get myself out of that trap about a year ago was I was like, coaching is a service and it is something that I can help people with. And it's a skill, right? Um but anyway, that's just kind of what I'm hearing when I was listening to you talk about that is just, we have to 
in order to fully step into our calling to do business, we have to understand that God has called us to business, not just to help people. Like, yes, we're going to help people. Yes, we're going to serve them. But if he's called you to business, then that means we need to be a business. And um, because God could have called you to ministry, he could have called you to serve at your church. Like he could have called you to something else. And those might be other things that you're called to do as well. But if you're interested in business, there's a reason. And we have to um, like honor and obey what God's saying. He's saying business. So, okay, what do businesses do? And we need to show up that way in that obedience. Now, like very, you said, the very stewarding. well said. And, and no matter, and that was very, very well said. Um, and no matter what you do, there's going to be limits on how much you can do. And you're going to hit a wall. And that's when you've realized, you thought, are you going to grow? Or are you going to stay where you're at? And most people are going to want to grow. And especially if that's where the Lord's leading them. And by the time you hit that wall and you realize you're, you're, you're on the verge of growing and you don't have that foundation, you're going to panic and you're going to do things. Like I said, you're going to wing it. And it's not a fun place to be. You're going to be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. You're going to be consumed. You're going to be stressed. Right. So if that's, you know, you've, and a lot of people think, oh, well, when I get to that wall, I'm, I'm not going to want to grow anyways. You may not, but what if you do? What if the Lord's really pushing you and like saying, this is where you need to go? How much better in a position would you be if you built that foundation in the early stages of your business? Like, the, mm-hmm. uh, for example, systems and processes are huge. I did not understand the value of those with my first business. And I was five years into it before I realized it. And it's a lot harder doing systems and processes when you've got a full bookload of people and clients depending on you that you need to take care of versus now as I'm built, rebuilding this, the virtual CPA firm, it's like I'm documenting everything right now because I have the time. And so now like case in point, you start growing, you know, you're going to have to hire people. You need to be thinking, what kind of people do I, am I going to need to hire? What do I want them to be like? What kind of traits and characteristics do I, am I looking for? What's the job description? So right now you can be thinking of all that stuff and defining who that person's going to be. So that when the time does come, you have to start hiring, you have it all laid out. And it's just a matter of interviewing them and finding the right person. You're not trying to scramble and then you make the mistake of hiring the wrong person. And I've been there and done that. And it is so not fun. Oh my goodness. So it's just, it's all about making the, the transition and the growing easier rather than harder. You have a Mm -hmm. choice. You just got to make the choice sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, again, and then again, it all comes back to being a good steward of what God's Mm -hmm. given you and the abilities and the gifts that he's given you to do what you're doing. So it's, it's, that's good. So it's, I'm just super passionate about it because I've been there. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's really good. That's why you're doing what you do. Um, I have a, I have a question um, Mm -hmm. because I asked this earlier, but I don't know. It got kind of, uh bypass so does is the cpa the one like a lot of people are asking the question of like how like when okay so they're making money um to know what to do with the money meaning how much can go to them how much needs to stay in the business um to be able to have business growth is that a cpa that would help them direct on that or is that like finding some kind of business finances course or something like I I feel like that's kind of like an information that nobody really talks about 
Um, no, that's as a good far question. as yeah, as far as like. I don't know, like, because there's like percentages, I guess, that you can't take it all because the business needs money to grow itself too, right. but you also don't want to not get paid. So what does that look like as far as how to let your business grow while still being able to pay yourself? So, Is it a CPA um, yeah, so that's where the role of CFO comes in. CFO. And so the funny thing is, I just got finished reading the E-Myth book for C- titled CFO. And when you're the only person in your business, you, you have to be the CFO as well. Right. So, um, and it, it's questions. Um, but that's definitely, you'll want to talk to, it's good to talk to a CPA, but sadly not all CPAs will help you in that area. Me, mm-hmm. that's something I definitely help with. I help people when they are transitioning into an S-corp and setting a salary for themselves. I work with them on the numbers so that they know how much mm-hmm. they need. So I would definitely look at finding a CPA that does that um, because they should be more familiar with the numbers um, and then work with you or a business coach that specializes in the financial side to work with you on that as well, because they should have the experience and the know-how to say, okay, this is the percent you need for this. And that's why when I talk about the estimated taxes, I cover that, how much you should set aside for estimated taxes. And then it really all goes back to when I work with clients trying to set their salary for S corporations when they're structured as an S corp, I say, okay, how much do you need to live off of? So you really goes back to your personal budget, your business and your personal are so entwined. And so it really, you have to look at your personal budget and see how much you need to live off of, whether you have a spouse that works and then you, mm-hmm. you're supplementing, um, you look at your personal finance and see how much you need each month out of the business to live off of. And then from there, we determine a salary and then we factor that in with your other expenses of your business. And then whatever's left over, we look at the goals of your, of your company. What are you looking to do? Are you wanting to expand? Then you're going to want to have money set aside for expanding. Um, and that's where getting with somebody else to talk this through and say, mm-hmm. okay, work through these numbers and what looks feasible for your situation because it's going to be different in every business. Because we're all different, our businesses are different, and it's all about your goals and what you want to do with the business. So I actually, like, I offer strategy sessions for stuff like that. Just bouncing ideas off and back and forth. I want to do this. I'm thinking about that. What do you think? And it allows them to have somebody outside of their business that can give them some input and be real with them and say, yeah, no, that's not going to work. Or, yeah, that's a great idea, and this is how we're going to do it, you know? (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's just finding the right person. And, again, it goes back to finding a CPA that offers those kind of services. And if not, if you have like your CPA, but they're only tax basis, then, you know, finding a coach or even find another CPA that does offer like strategy sessions to help you work through that kind of stuff. So no, that's a good okay. question because yeah, that's a very common situation that people, they get stuck and they're like, uh, what do I do? I'm actually making money. What do I do with this money? <laughs> you know, yeah, or, or even just allowing their business to grow from the beginning yeah. to make sure they're not kind of cutting it off at the start. Um, right. Cash flow was so huge. That's why I like that right. myth book about CFO and um, cash flow is a whole nother beast. And so many business owners don't understand cash flow. They think that their profit is their cash flow, but it's not. There's other mm-hmm. factors that go into your cash and just being able to project it. So yeah. that's another thing I'm, you know, going to be teaching in my program is just understanding the basics, not to overwhelm you, but just getting that good, the good basics down. <laughs> so you can't right, right. No, that's stay on good. top of that kind of stuff. 
Again, I'm gonna put that. So I'm gonna put that link to that book in the description because that's good. Yeah, it's um, really good. Okay, so as we're wrapping up here, what's one final piece of advice, or maybe like culmination, that you would give to entrepreneurs as they're thinking about their finances and why it should be a priority for them to get them set up right from the beginning? Stewardship. Again, you want to be the best that you can be for what God's given you and be a good steward of it. And so you have to have a team of professionals. A lot of people don't want to invest. They try to do things on their own. So I always tell um, business owners, delegate your weaknesses. And so, and hire and ask around and get referrals. And if you can, I mean, this is obviously a, a faith-based, you know, podcast. We're all, you know, I'm Christian. And so I really try to, encourage other entre- Christian entrepreneurs to work with other Christian professionals because mm-hmm. they're, they're going to be aligned with what you're aligned with. And so um, building a good team, a CPA and a business attorney and a financial advisor, you know, it, it may not be feasible right at the beginning, but you definitely need to have that on your, your radar and just educating, learning as much as you can um, about entrepreneurship. And then most important just keep praying, you know, and asking God to guide you. And he will. I've been so many times where I've just been like, I felt like I was stuck and I realized it's because I wasn't seeking the Lord's guidance. And then I'm like, Lord, I'm sorry. I should have given this to you long ago. And then the stuff just flows out, you know, for the business. And then he'll put the right person in my path to help me in that particular area. You know, do not underestimate the power of prayer. And you hear a lot of times, you know, business meetings with God or God is my CEO. And, you know, it's so true because he's the greatest asset that you have. He will not steer you wrong. You just got to be willing and open to listen and watch out for where he is leading you through this process and aware of the right people that he's putting in your path to help you. That's great. Yes. Stewardship. That's for sure. That's a great final piece of advice. Well, um, where can people get in touch with you, learn more about what you're offering and check out your programs and things? Um, my website, I, I designed it myself and it's really straightforward. It provides the information. It's just DonnaEdge.com. Um, I just wanted to keep it simple and easy to find. And there's um, information about what we offer. There's some free documents on there. Um, there's links to set up a free tax consult if you want, um, free coaching consult to learn more about the coaching program. And there's access to just everything's on there, but it's not overwhelming either <laughs> I try to keep it simple I'm type a so I'm like okay let's make this as simple as possible for people so um and I'm and I'm always adding stuff to it as well so okay sounds great I'll put those links in the description below thank you Donna for being here today it was such a good conversation thank you so much I really enjoyed it and I'm excited about what you're doing as well with the mindset because that's so important for entrepreneurs so thank you for having me thank you Thanks for listening to the Mama with a Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawithacalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, 
Are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.